are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, we promised it. So the Locked on Rays listeners will get it. A mailbag episode. A little special mailbag episode in advance of a special Thanksgiving week. It's it's nice. We we get really good feedback from 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 fans, so uh, we enjoy these because they yes. take us everywhere, and it, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a multi-city trip. You know, one of those Euro trips where you land in London, then you go to Amsterdam, and then you go to Helsinki, like that kind of. This is exactly what we're doing. I love these. Do you also mean, could that also be called a split city trip? Is that where you're going? Oh, that's just rude, Kev. That's just rude. I mean, we're just opening up. This is like, you know, second, what, 93 seconds of the show, and you're already throwing Montreal at at people's I'm already throwing fire into, uh, I'm already already creating problems here. Look, I didn't create it. Sue Sternberg created it. I'm just uh, the messenger here. So, all right, we got a lot of questions and comments to get through. And again, thank you all for reaching out and literally reach out to us anytime, lockedonraise at gmail.com. We will go through all of these questions and comments one by one. I think we'll be able to squeeze them all in. So here we go. Uh, This first one, from Steve Rains, he says, Wander's future. You guys already discussed this in his player view, but I think there's more meat on those bones. I consider myself very optimistic, but it's hard to rationalize how the Rays lock him up for seven plus years. What is the percentage chance we see Wander in a Rays uniform for that long? What needs to happen to lock him up? My Wander jersey arrived from China 48 hours after game four. I just want to enjoy it as long as humanly possible. Man, that broke my heart. 48 hours after game four. Oh, have you even worn it, Steve? It's okay if you haven't because we're all in in our grieving process. So uh, that sucks, Steve. Uh, Look, uh, that's a two prong question. I'm going to go with the second one first. What mm-hmm. needs to happen for for Wander to lock him up? Hear what I said a, a couple episodes ago. You got to reach the 200 mil. I think that's I think that's the the special number. Now, if you want to go Kevin Weiss about it, you can go 199.99.99. Sure, yes. okay, let's play that game. But I think that's that's I that's his go to number. I mean, if I were Wonder, at least that's what I want to hit because by the time that this Tenure would be done. I'm 30 years old. I can still get another fat contract that was mm-hmm. that could probably worth be worth 150, almost another 200, and then now you have amassed 400 million dollars, which is pretty pretty good. So that's 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 my answer to to that second question. The first one though, what is the percentage of chance that we get to see Wander for seven years? Boy, in a raised uniform. 
I feel good about it. It it must be something. Uh, I feel like seventy percent. I feel really good about it. I think the Rays have to open up the wallet. Yeah. I mean, if you're not gonna open up the wallet for Wander Franco, then what are you doing? The, sell mm-hmm. the team. If you have a, a one-time generational kind of player, and you're not opening the wallet for that guy, then you're poor to be mm-hmm. a, a, a baseball owner. Move on. It, it's so funny because I do think it is a greater than 70% chance that the Rays lock him up for seven plus years. And to Steve's point, I don't think it's hard to rationalize the Rays locking him up for that long. It's not like Wander is 26, 27, and then you lock him up for seven, eight years, and then he's out of his prime, 34, 35 years old. No, you, it, it only made to me, it only makes sense that if you're the Rays, you want that contract quite frankly, to be as long as possible. You, you don't want it to just be seven years. You're just going to buy out right. one of his free agent years. You might as well just play the arbitration game. Uh, but there's also, on the flip side of that, say what has been reported of the Rays 10 years close to $200 million. Say Wander does sign that, inevitably signs it, hopefully. Uh, that doesn't mean that the Rays cannot, I mean, they can always trade him later if he gets too expensive for them at one point and they think they can get a huge haul. But I, I would lean towards at least eight, nine, 10 years. If, if the deal is going to happen, it's so funny because I, I rarely care about what players are doing on social media and, and checking their Instagram and so forth. But Wander is the one guy lately that I'm like, I'm, I'm looking for hidden clues here. Are you what 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 Everybody are these little is. cryptic messages? Are you going to sign this contract or not? Let let's let's get this thing moving along here, buddy. Even people are just like screenshotting their uh his his uh his Instagram stories and putting them like, hey, what does this mean? So this yeah. is how much we wanted. Even Topkins in this game. So yeah, we'll we'll see. But I think we feel pretty good mm-hmm. about it, Steve. Um, and let me just say this one last thing. The Rays have given some very long deals out there before. KK got a six-year deal. Brandon Lau, six-year deal plus the two option years. Evan Longoria had that extension that eventually got up to 10 years, $100 million. So it's not yeah. totally foreign that they would do this for sure. So, And it's been a minute since you've really yeah. thrown money. Because I know you you talk about the more, the Archer, or the, um, or the Brandon Lau. That was mm-hmm. pennies, really, uh, when you talk right. about big deals. The Longo one is the fat one, and it's been... A minute since that one so yeah we'll see uh this second one comes from r melquist says i'm a huge meadows fan and really want to know where what you guys think about austin continuing his career as a ray after his 106 rbi year i love listening to you guys keep all the awesome work well thank you so much for writing us um meadows is that guy on the podium for me and I think it, it, he is mm-hmm. that guy for you too, where you see the talent, you see the production, and you want to have this guy at the top of the yeah. lineup against a righty or in the middle of it, uh, be, because even though his his platoon splits are, are are pretty drastic, he still produces no matter what. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to a another long, healthy season, and if he can put it back in back to back years. I think he really mm-hmm. does cement himself as one of the the faces of this lineup. And I know he has been an all-star before, but if he can put it back-to-back years and put that 2020 to rest, I feel like that would really show up 
in 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 the national media, which kind of has him hidden around a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And uh, according to MLB trade rumors and arbitration this year, Meadows is projected to make four point three million dollars, which is more than a bargain or very affordable for what he provides offensively. Now it'll be interesting if the Rays and him aren't interested or can't agree to a long-term deal or a contract extension. I know there was talk about that back in 2020 before the pandemic and nothing ever came together. If you know that second year of arbitration where he might get seven or $8 million, does he maybe then price himself out of a raise uniform? But then again, this is a franchise that, and maybe it all depends on if they lock up uh wander and, and a starting pitcher or somebody along those lines. But this team did give uh, six and a half million dollars to Chris Archer. It gave, you know, seven million per season to Yoshi Satsugo. So I would think you could open up the pocketbook a little bit for a guy that's, you know, was so productive in 2019 and was so productive this past season. And I think there's more out there for Austin Meadows. I think he got babbipped a little bit and I just really love his approach. I think the fact that he creates and generates so much power with, he doesn't need a big leg kick. It's just a little toe tap. And you've yeah. seen him 98 fastball top of the zone. He can get on top of that thing and drive the ball. And, and I just loved his, you know, sometimes he's not just about pulling the ball for a home run. Sometimes it's just hitting it against the shift or, or a sack fly. I mean, this guy, you talk about the 106 RBIs. He not, he not only did that, but he led the majors with 19 game winning RBIs and he had 28 go ahead RBIs as well. In addition to eight sack flies. So, and being able to contribute in meaningful situations. Okay. Close ball game runner on second and third, less than two out, get one of the outfield buddy. And he could do that. And up the middle too, you know, being, yeah. being aware that because of that shift and you need to, to bring a guy in, not doing too much, just play pepper with what you're being thrown mm-hmm. and n- not get into that pull happy mode all the time. There's, there's a time where you can pull and there's another time where you just need that run. Yeah. And I remember one of his uh, best at bats was in Dunedin in that comeback victory for the race that they scored like seven in the 10th or something like that. It was a day game, I believe. And he just had a tremendous at bat. It was like eight, nine uh, pitches long, but he mm-hmm. just stood there knowing what he was going to get. And he was not going to get fooled and, and having that play discipline that comes with years and, and age. And I think that once you look at 2022, Austin Meadows is going to be a better player at the plate with that plate discipline. And I think once he unlocks that for sure, he's going to be just a terror for pitchers to face. Yeah, I know there was uh, Fangraphs did a really good write up on how he changed his approach entering this season or throughout 2021, where he was more passive on first pitches. But again, this is the Rays, and they might say, well, you know, we have another left handed hitting outfielder that could make uh, $600,000 in Josh Lowe and we could save a bunch of money and, and reallocate sure. resources. And we're all about versatility and, and being able to provide really good defense. And that is something that Meadows, uh, I don't know if he'll ever be, you know, he's a uh, subpar defender. I'll just uh, put it like that. Uh, okay. Moving along here. Sunny Berlin uh, has a little hypothetical for us. If you could have your pick, the Rays win multiple world series rings within this window uh only to pack up in 2027 if even a split season and take their winning ways elsewhere 
or the Rays continue to be an AL East contender, think 2009 to 2013 Rays, never going back. Then after the window, they have a long stretch of lean years, think 2009 to 2019 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they secure long-term Ebor slash Hard Rock Stadium deal to play full-time, ensuring that they will always be solely a Tampa Bay team with a waterproof deal just like the Trop lease. No World Series rings, but a guarantee to stay. To sweeten the second scenario, Wander stays to be the face of the franchise with the Rays. So essentially, uh, to wrap wrap all that up, uh, the Rays win a couple World Series and then ship up to Montreal or do the split city scenario, or the Rays are competitive. They don't win a World Series, but they stay in Tampa in perpetuity, uh, but they're going to be bad for about a decade, and then they'll turn things around. Oof, this is like a uh, rock in a hard place and you're right in the middle of it. I think Sunny Berlin yeah. likes to uh, place us right in there. Um, man, I, you played, you play to win. You play to be the, 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 the franchise that, that mm-hmm. holds the, the piece of metal as Manfred would say. I, I like winning multiple uh, World Series rings, and I feel like if that were to happen, then the split city just can't become right. a reality. Um, but that's oof. not the question. We're not uh, doing cause and effects. Um, it's you get a couple rings, and then the team is no longer a full-time team in the Bay Area. I got to tell you, I got to go for the rings. I got to okay. go for the rings. Because it's multiple, and and so that that joy of having multiple rings and and showing up those twenty nine other fan bases, um, I think that would be that would be best. And I'll, and then I'll just handle the split city when it happens. But I'd rather get multiple rings. Yeah. So I guess what you would have to do is you would have to move or relocate to Montreal because I don't see you for the next uh, fifty years or longer of watching. Uh, August and September baseball from your couch and not having the ability to, to go to meaningful late season ball games and alternate years where playoff games would one year be played at Montreal and another year played at Tampa, which by the way is a huge disservice to the team of like, Oh yeah, we just played in Montreal for three months and now we're going to come to Tampa to play a couple of playoff games. Like at at that point, it's essentially a neutral site scenario. So they're just shooting themselves in the foot there. So Look, I, I say screw the rings. I, I want a team in Tampa Bay long-term. I can deal with losing. There's always that hope of the team is going to be good for the next several years, and there's always sure. that, oh, they, you never know. Anything can happen in the playoffs. And I just look at it like, man, I, I feel like the it's it's what have you done for me lately and what are you going to do for me now and in the future? And I feel like we forget about rings real quick. I mean, are, are the nationals just glowing about winning the 2019 world series or are they going to be like, are we going to be, are we going to suck in 2022? Like, when are we going to be good again? Like, I feel like it's always that, that next thing. I don't know. I feel like uh, nobody really talks or or focuses on the Marlins. The fact that they have two rings, (laughs) you know, I'm sure that they do. I'm sure that David Samson brings it up a lot, but you know, no, I mean, we're, I mean, if you talk to a Marlins fan and you can be like, hey, you suck. You know what? The Marlins fan can always say, yeah, but I have 97 and 03. What do you have? Mm. All right. 
Fair enough. I, I want the team in Tampa Bay. I, I don't want to move to Montreal. I don't want to have to put on multiple coats and eat poutine. And uh, I love poutine, and, and I need to go practice my French again. So I'm okay with that. In this you, scenario, people, don't don't give me the hate mail. In this scenario of one or the other, okay? Let's get Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, it is Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes better with football then turkey and betting bet online has you covered all holiday season more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this thanksgiving so be sure to head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on that's L- uh, promo code locked on l o c k e d o n L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive that welcome bonus. Bet online, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Today, I want to tell you all about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place, not like a split city team. And the best part of this all, there's no annual contract. I hate annual contracts. Kevin Weiss detests them, and we know that you do too. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. I'll say it again, DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Okay, very good. Uh, what else do we have in the mailbag there, Ulysses? Reach in there. See what you got. There, there's a lot more questions we got to get through. Brian Stark says, what do you see as a reasonable expectation for Wander in 2022? I personally feel that it's not out of the realm of possibility to see a slash line of 290, 400, 500. That's 400 on base, 500 slugging. Mm-hmm. With 20 home runs, 80 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, while scoring over 100 runs. I know it's a lot to expect from a 21-year-old, but I think he's got it. Kevin, Mm. what do you say to Brian Stark about his expectations? Look, I've been saying for a little bit now that I think Wander Franco very well could lead the Rays in war this upcoming season that he could lead the Rays in batting average this upcoming season. So I don't think Brian is that far off the mark. And some of the projection systems I looked at have very similar numbers to what he threw out there. A couple changes I would probably make. I think the batting average would be higher. I'm, I'm very much sold on the idea that Wander can hit at least 300 this upcoming season, but I do think the on-base percentage would be, a tick or a couple ticks below 400. I just don't know if Wander, he's a great approach, elite approach at the plate. I just don't know if he's going to walk enough to be able to get that 400 on base percentage and getting a 400 on base percentage is very, very rare. Only three guys did it this past season. Juan Soto, Bryce Harper and Vlad Guerrero jr. So it's not like 400 on bases growing on trees, let alone for a 21 year old. But I think the, 
the home runs, the RBIs, the stolen bases, the runs scored. Some of that's contingent on where he is in the order, batting second or third. But I think that's, you know, for the most part, very reasonable. So I don't know if I would go with, you know, 400, 500, that, that equals a 900 OPS, maybe, you know, an 860, 870 OPS. But at the end of the day, I think a very, very, very good season for Wander coming up. I agree with your last part. I think it's going to be a very good season. But I do think, Brian... You know, I think you're inflating the numbers. Oh, really? It's okay, it's 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 November, so I mean, this is. The I don't think he is at all. And I think a 400 on base percentage. Well, the on base, okay. Ludicrous. A 500 slugging. Come on, 20 home runs, 80 RBI, scoring 100. I mean, that just seems MLB the showish type, and. Uh, I'm with you. I think the, the the batting average is going to be probably around 310, 305. That's what I'm I'm hoping for. But that on base is going to look like 350, 363. Um, the slugging 420, 440 maybe. I think mm. the the home runs is are not going to reach 20. I think he's going to be a 12, 15 homer guy. But it's the triples that you should be looking out for. I think he's going to do the sl- the slugging from the triple side, not the home runs. Um, so I think that's where it, I would change those numbers a little bit. I like the ten stolen bases. I think that's a that's a nice yeah. that's a nice uh, level. Uh, scoring over one hundred runs, uh, Kevin. I don't have it in front of me. I should have looked this up. But do you know who's the last Rays player to score a hundred runs or more? I mean, if I had to guess, I do not know off the top of my head, but maybe Carl Crawford would be the only guy I can think of. Right. So maybe that's a little bit inflated. Brian, I'm with you. I think those numbers are very much reasonable. I just look at what Wander did in the second half, and I do have his second half numbers here, a line of 314, 372, 500. So I think that could be, I I don't know if the batting average would be quite that high all year next year, but. I think he's going to get pretty darn close to that. I really do. Uh, you know what, Brian? Yeah, I think he's going to drive the ball a little bit clip. more. He he hit. I think he's going to figure out the launch angle and the contact point, and that's going to help him. Look, I from what I saw in the playoffs, he was hitting the ball hard and far quite a few times. Yes. Uh, I just, again, expectation. Uh, there's a difference between expectation and reality. And I feel like when we put expectations to be too high and then the reality turns out to be a 2020 season, people are like, well, he didn't do enough, did he? I'm talking about Randy Rosarena, for those who didn't follow that. Um, That's the problem. So if we start with the expectations of this caliber and then he comes up with just a little bit underneath, everybody's going to be like, well, I wonder how to kind of disappointing season, didn't he? So I'm not going to play this game just yet. Uh, I think they're inflated. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we will see, assuming there's uh, not a lockout and that changes the complexion of everything. So I assume this is over the course of 162 games. Uh, this next question, another little Wander Franco hot take here from Zach Dab. He says, hot take. Wander Franco will be in a year-long battle with Vlad Jr., for AL MVP, and I assume he means for 2022. I, I do assume that, and I wouldn't be surprised for a bit. I think uh, Wander could do that. I Again, just like I said on the last one, I think 
expectations to be this high for a 21 year old. Mm-hmm. Like if it comes out to be true and he's just like a Tatis, he's just like an Acuna, Acuna Jr. He's just like a, a Juan Soto, which it all points that he probably is going to be, but I'm just not going to put that on my fandom. Everybody can do whatever they want with their fandom. That is their fandom to do that. Right. But for me, I feel like the hot take, which I love, Zach, I think that's going to be real, not for the whole year, but for a few for a few months. Two, three months. I know what I you're trying to happen. do. I know what you're trying to do, Ulysses. You're trying to motivate Wander by criticizing him right now. That's and you're trying to get him to sign you're you're trying to get him to sign a, a smaller deal. How you don't deserve two hundred million. You need one twenty five. That'll do. I'm getting him the 200. You're trying to get him to 199, baby. Yeah. I'm telling him, you're going to sign for 200, and that on base ain't going to be 400. It's going to be 365, and we're all going to be really happy about it. Yeah, look, I do think, as much as I love Wander Franco, I think being in a battle for MVP this upcoming year is a tad premature, maybe two, three years from now. We do have to remember there's somebody named healthy Mike Trout. There's somebody named Shohei Otani. There's somebody named Jose Ramirez. There's somebody named Aaron Jose Judge Abreu. in a contract year. Uh, Jose yeah. Abreu? Uh, and I mean, honestly, I don't even think, I don't even think Vlad Guerrero will be, he might not even be top two or top three in the AL MVP voting this upcoming season. And here's my argument. Why? He did so look, he had a, a great, unbelievable season for his age. What he did this season, sure, deserved of as many MVP votes as he got. But a lot of that production, a big chunk of that production was due or helped out by the fact that he was playing in a couple of band boxes, TD Ballpark in Dunedin, in Salem Field in Buffalo. And it also inflated some other guys' numbers like Vargas Simeon. Again, great, great players. But the numbers were inflated a little bit. I actually did look it up. Vlad Guerrero, in 21 games at TD Ballpark, he hit 410 with 11 homers. And then at Salem right. Field, in 23 games, hit uh, 11 homers, or 10 homers with a 320 batting average. So essentially, you know, half of his homers, I mean, basically, you know, 20 plus homers in 44 games. That's nuts. He did what he needed to do. He did what he needed yeah. to do, and and that's you applaud that. Okay, let's go real quick here. Uh, Jake Stokes, you yeah, all got you know what? I, I don't think we're going to get through all these uh, mailbag questions. I think we'll have to save some of these for <laughs> Wednesdays. I think, so. I, I think we'll have to do a little continuation. So uh, go ahead with this uh, question, Ulysses. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, Jake Stokes, you all got me excited about a possible Matt Olson or Matt Chapman trade the other day, do you think the high expectations followed by an early exit will motivate the Rays to push harder than they normally do for trades or pay a little bit more for free agents? Or am I doing too much offseason dreaming? Also, do you think a Glassnow slash KK package deal to the Angels is possible or even worth it for Joe Adele? I'll answer the last one first. Yeah. Uh, sending Glassnow... Uh, right now would be ludicrous for Joe Adele. Um, just that's a no for me, dog. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw what's his name from uh, American Idol, Randy Randy Jackson. Yeah, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. On the on 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 that package, Joe Adele. I looked it up. He's like worth twelve point nine on BTV. 
glass now is like 26. So like you're giving them way too much. Um, so yeah. I wouldn't do that. Um, I'm not trading glass now, man. I'm not trading glass now at all. And I, I feel like the dreaming on the off season, that's okay. It's November. We can all dream. We can all throw hot takes right now. Um, I, I think Matt Olson and Matt Chapman have a lot of places to go. They're very mm-hmm. qual- They're very good players. So at the end of the day, it's going to be who wows the A's the most. And conspiracy theory here, they gave them Brent Honeywell for z- zero. I mean, okay, they got cash considerations. Sure. They got a dollar. Cash considerations, that usually means a dollar. That, that usually means a vending machine. Um, yeah. So I don't know. If you're doing business with somebody... Wouldn't you want to like be nice to them ahead of the big thing that you're going to be asking for? So if you want Matt Olson, if you want Matt Chapman, if you want Bassett, mm-hmm. wouldn't you like extend an olive branch? Like here, you you take Brent Honeywell. We we trust you guys with your development on your pitching um, because you're trying to maybe lay the groundwork, a good rapport, a good foundation there yeah. for a, a trade to come in the in the off season. Okay, so a little peace offering with Brent Honeywell foretells a larger move perhaps in the works with the athletics. I like where your head's at. I guess the other thing, too, is this team, as Jake mentioned, did come off winning 100 games, and another big bat or two, big piece or two, could push the Rays forward. And I guess couldn't the Rays uh, before the rule five draft, they could throw some prospects or some guys on the 40 man roster to the athletics in return for one of those guys. And then could they add a player or two that wasn't on the 40 man? Like, could they trade three guys or four guys on their 40 man to the athletics? Uh, the athletics give the Rays say Matt Olson. So that leaves up a couple spots and the Rays could then say, all right, now we'll add Blake hunt and X, Y, and Z or whoever else they, they really want to add a Ruben Cardenas, whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean that, that, that could work. And uh, you know, if, if Chapman goes a very reliable third baseman, wouldn't it be nice for the ACE to get a reliable third baseman? Who's a gold glove nominee, like Joey Wendell, who they already liked because he's from their farm system. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 Jake, I would I had, love Yeah, it would take more. it would take Joey Wendell and several prospects to get yes, yes, no, Matt yeah. Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, just just as a piece. Um, okay. but you talk about unloading pieces from your 40 man, this is how you could do it. You could do like a little combo piece, three Joey Wendell being one of them, and send it for Matt Chapman. Um, Jake, I wouldn't dislike at all trading yeah. with the Oakland A's. I think they, they, they like what the, the Rays are doing. I think the Rays like what the A's are doing. Um, they're good trade partners. I, I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there could be something there as far as paying a little bit more for free agents, perhaps, but that doesn't mean that Kevin Gossman's walking through the door. Nick Castellanos, Starling Marte, Max Scherzer's walking through that door. It's okay. We'll give another million, two million to Colin McHugh, or we're going to really try to bring back Michael Walker or David Robertson. It's going to be something along those lines. And then as for 
the uh, trade scenario, Glass now KK package with the Angels, to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think Joe Adele's a very intriguing player. Great combination of power speed. I don't think he's quite yet put it all together. He's not yet yeah. a finished product. And, I mean, weren't the Rays throwing a trade scenario at the deadline with Glass now and KK, and they wanted back a combination of Chris Bryant and or Craig Kimbrell? I feel like they want a more established body there. And the Rays kind of already have enough outfielders as it is. And plus, um, as much as I do think eventually glass now could be a fit with the angels or a team on the West coast, the angels as of right now, look like they're trying to rack up pitchers for today. They want guys who can play in 2022 that can help Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and Anthony Rendon get to the playoffs. Glass now doesn't help you this year. So I feel like they'd want some more immediate feedback as opposed to doing a deal like that. So I, I don't, um, I, I, I really don't see that working out for either side or, or seeing either side want to make that move, but great comment there from Jake Stokes. Uh, Ulysses, I don't think we have time to get through these last couple of mailback questions. That'll have to be a little treat for Wednesday's Thanksgiving episode. So time a can Nick eater, and Austin Holloway, we will answer your questions, but it'll be on yes. Wednesday. And you know what? The yeah. three of you, you almost made it. We almost made it. But, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes we we, we, uh, we get excited about uh, the, yeah. the questions and, and, and we want to give you uh, all the content possible. Uh, just as an aside, uh-huh. let's not trade glass now. <laughs> that's it. That's all my thing. That's, that, that, that's my thing. Just that's, let's, let's keep glass now. Let's don't, don't trade. Don't trade them. Keep but you're them. okay with trading KK. I say keep them both. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, money doesn't grow on trees here. We got to make some. Well, we're going to get Wander money, all this baby. money. Hey, he's got money for 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 in stadium billboards. <laughs> Let's go. You got money for players, then, right? That, that's what that. I means, guess right? so. Yeah, I think the only way that uh, I, I guess you know, going back to Jake's point about trading for Joe Adele, that would be a huge, huge salary dump when you take KK oh and Glassnow's salary and bring on Joe Adele and his six hundred thousand or his minimum wage for being oh uh, a rookie MLB. Or I just yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. see that uh, being a great move there. But again, uh, time can. Nick Eater and Austin Holloway, we will answer your questions tomorrow. We'll talk about what we're thankful for with the Tampa Bay Rays, it being Thanksgiving week. And we'll have a little baseball trivia, name that war wrap up as well. So it should be a fun, packed Wednesday show. Uh, in the meantime, you've listened to the Locked on Rays podcast. You make that your first listen every day. Now be sure to make your second listen the Locked On Bets podcast. That is free and available on all platforms as well. We will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Peace.